what what is jojo what is jojo indeed what is what a question have you have you had people who who are completely unfamiliar with jojo ask you that question because i feel like every time somebody asks me that question like my mom asked me that question at one point because i was watching an episode in the car (laughs) um and i kept gasping and like making like disgusted noises i think we're just learning a lot more about you and (laughs) and my mom who like follows me on twitter hi mom uh was like can i just kind of hesitant she was like can i just can i ask what is jojo and i was like all right like sit down we're start we're doing this hi everyone welcome to episode one of jojo's bizarre explainer it's a podcast that's gonna be about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, an anime and manga series. My name is Elizabeth Simmons. My name is Courtney Stanton. And I'm Darius Kazemi. So, secret information is we are re recording this episode. Yes. Do we wanna be honest about yeah, that? Let's be honest. Let's yeah. be honest. We are, like uh, Hirohiko Araki before us, we are retconning our past out of existence. Yeah, because our first episode blows. Yes. Not this one, but the one we used to have. You know, so we are taking the Hammond of our first episode and turning it into the much more narratively interesting stands of this episode. And that will make sense to you once you watch JoJo's. Yes, so we're coming to you from the future to tell you about what we're doing. Right. But so this is is a, a companion podcast for the anime. So we're going episode by episode along with the anime. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So the idea is you'll watch an episode of the show and then you'll listen to our episode about the episode. Yep. Uh, it's all on Crunchyroll and there's also a really delightful uh, Blu-ray box set of the first two arcs, yep. and w- which we'll be referring to as seasons, available from Viz. It's on Amazon. Yep. Go get it. So in terms of why we made this podcast... Um, yes. Because I think sometimes when when people ask me like what I do in my spare time, I'm like, well, I sit in a trailer and talk to two invisible people. Yeah, two of my, <laughs> yeah. Two, two, two of my close friends and I sit around and we talk about uh, this anime that we really like. They go, oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I've had this weird. Um, I've had this weird reaction from people where some people are like, you know, I'm kind of jealous that you have interests, and I'm like really (laughs) okay but uh i get it this is a really really wonderful way to spend our time but it's also (laughs) like i remember before i started watching jojo it did seem very overwhelming because there's a lot of it because it's been running for like 30 years the manga has been running for 30 years the anime started in 2012 at least the anime we're talking about right now there was um there was an original video animation that came out in the 90s. Uh, interestingly, one of the episodes was directed by Satoshi Kon, who did uh, Perfect Blue and Millennium Actress, among other things. Paprika, uh, right? Yep, and Paprika. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you can check that out, but but that's not what we'll be talking about. We will eventually like talk, talk about, about that, about that like when we get thing, to season but, three, yeah. but we're talking about the 2012 right. to now anime. Amusingly enough, the first arc of JoJo's was also made into an anime movie that was then erased from history yep. because you it was so bad. You literally can't find it. Araki. You can find like 10 minutes of footage on YouTube. That's it. So Hirohiko Araki, who has written and drawn JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the last 30 years, he hated the movie of Phantom Blood, the first arcs, for so much that he, yeah, he ordered it from destroyed. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it's really great. Um, but <laughs> I so, want that kind of power. Yeah. yeah, there's also uh, tons of video games, and we'll be streaming the video games on our Twitch channel, like in between seasons, yep. just as a as a for people who are interested in that sort of thing. Yep. At some point, he did a collaboration with Gucci. Yep. Because he's amazing. Yeah. Um, he did a uh, he did a short graphic novel with the Louvre. Yeah. Right. In France. Yeah. But but. <laughs> You know, right. the question, so that's why, like, the question, I would, so it seems yeah. overwhelming. Right. And the question is, like, why should I even watch this show? What is the point? Most broadly, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a shonen manga slash yes. anime. Which yeah. is so, what's shonen? It's four boys, which means <laughs> sexism. <laughs> yes, four indeed. is an F O R, not four is in four of them. Though See, now that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like, so four here's boys our genre. genre. <laughs> four, boys. four boys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically sports anime. Yeah, I know. Um, right? yeah. But shonen four to seven basically young men, means no. that the intended target demographic is middle school and high school boys. That's yeah. like, whereas like yeah. shoujo manga so, is girls. Same age with girls. So right. it's like basically like Naruto. <laughs> I can't believe this isn't the same uh, category. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Bleach. And uh, and just Soul for leader. and just for context, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was running alongside the original Dragon Ball Z in right. Weekly Shonen Jump, which was the the Shonen magazine, kind of like the main Shonen magazine of all the yeah. Shonen magazines that it ran in. Yeah, so. and JoJo's ran in that magazine for the first six of its arcs. Um, JoJo's is it's hard to define in terms of like Western genres. Uh, it it genre hops so especially in the first arc it sort of just genre well, hops every arc, five minutes the first arc is like a victorian family melodrama slash supernatural, supernatural. like hijinks yeah thing like, but yeah it's it's, it's super powered hunky men yeah. punching each other yeah because it's set in victorian england and it's sort of a mannered like class yeah yeah. Struggle, but again, with like supernatural elements yeah. and different kinds of supernatural yeah. elements. But like, the it's like, it's like mystical karate powers from the Orient yeah. yes. type thing, and but written by a Japanese man, which is yeah. kind of interesting. So the first arc, which we're going to start talking about today In this is, episode, yeah. Yeah, is Phantom Blood. Yes. Which, sure. There's definitely yeah. blood. There's blood. a lot of blood. I don't, not, not so many phantoms. Yeah. but Not ghosts, but maybe your blood is haunted. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. I mean, Joe, Joe Star blood sure is haunted. That's true. It I mean, it, I mean, it is about the haunting of an entire lineage. So phantom blood perhaps refers to that. Yeah. I and hope then it does. The second arc is called Battle Tendency. Because people tend to have battles. Yeah. They, there is a tendency to battle. Um, <laughs> the third arc, which is the most popular in the West, is Stardust Crusaders. Stardust Crusaders was another huge paradigm shift in yeah. what Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is. Uh, instead of having mystical powers from the East, you have these like you have these psychic powers that are also like psychic um, manifestations. Psychic manifestations of your personality and willpower. They have their own character designs. They're basically uh, like personas. If you yep. played Persona, in fact, Persona is directly inspired by Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Right. So Stardust Crusaders is essentially a road trip. Yep. They're getting from point A to point B, and they have a certain amount of time to like meet a particular goal. Part four is a murder mystery in a small town. It's, it's basically Twin Peaksy. It's yep. very, it's very much yeah. like Twin Peaks, and yep. it's called Diamond is Unbreakable. Um, because, and it's like the, that's where you start. I love it. You start getting like, oh, you're just doing song lyrics. Well, they're but they're all they all the names have the name of the main person of the JoJo stand in the title. Yes. yes. Um, well, or, once you have stand. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, yeah. seven. Yeah, they all yeah, do. Yeah. But it's Lion? like 
the fourth arc is also at the time of recording this the last arc that's been turned into an anime so right. far. We just kind of wrapped that up last for year. Part five. Yeah, so part five is Eliza's favorite part. It's or, my or it's my favorite part in in the, the first, six. first. And I actually six. don't know what it's called. It's called part five. It's called Vento Oreo. Oh right, which translates right. to Golden Wind in uh, uh, in Italian. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it is a mafia themed. Uh, road trip as well. Road trip of. story. Yeah. yeah, I always forget that it's called. Takes Vento place Oreo. in Italy. Excuse me, it's a boy band it's, reality it, it, show. It, it's it it's a it's a gay <laughs> mafia boy band whom do crime and do a road trip together. Yeah, yeah basically, it really is. That's, yeah, and then Stone Ocean kind of starts out as like a women's prison exploitation. So basically, movie. it's like Orange is the New Black. <laughs> yeah, very gritty, real realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. say anything no, about part six because I haven't read it. Yeah, part it's, six is the only no. one of the finished arcs that Courtney hasn't Because read. you two keep telling me how boring it is. Well, it does suck. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> It sucks. Yeah, some some of it is good. Some of it is sucks. Uh, part six, but it, it's it's jail adventure. Mm-hmm. And it features our only, uh, so so every every arc is a different JoJo who is like, Related in some way by blood to the original JoJo, Jonathan Joestar, Whom you who we'll meet today. in this in this episode. But arc six is notable because it has our first female JoJo. Yep. And then there is a big universe reset. Because and Araki, Araki got bored. Araki and got Araki bored. got uh, kicked out of Shonen Jump. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh-huh. like, so that in Shonen Jump is a weekly. Shonen Jump is a weekly and a young uh, demographic. Yeah, and, and he the, got he, he moved, moved to, to Ultra Jump, which is monthly and for an older demographic. Yes, for so it's now seinen, which means it is for men, not for boys. Right. So it's um, a little bit. It's a. It can get a little bit more explicit. Yes. A little bit more sexually explicit, specifically. Sexually explicit. It gets more serious and like romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. has a more serious tone yeah. to it. Like it's. Uh, also, so he's a better. He's a much better writer at this point. One of the such joys. A better writer. One of the joys of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is as you read through, you're literally following this one author, Hirohiko Araki, for 30 years. Like, yeah. he starts writing this at the age of 25-ish. It's his third, I believe, published manga. Yeah. Uh, and then he just stuck with it forever. And so, the, but, like, what that means is then he hit a point where he was like, okay, well, I'm changing, like, publishers, and I've there's all these other things I wanted to do with these characters. And so he just did a universe reset. Yep. And goes back to the 1800s. And does like a weird fanfic version of his own characters. And so that's what Steel Ball Run and is. And it's a Western slash road trip horse racing race. It's a race across America. Yeah. So it's the genre would be like broke back. Break back basically broke back. Yeah. yeah. But basically. yeah, it's like, but it's also <laughs> what was, Oh, when Gay they, Cowboys. when HBO did like Westworld, with like the weird like robots, yeah. and I was I was I very frustrated because I was like, instead of this, what if you just turn yeah, Steel Ball run into a CV series? Yeah, I mean, he does the universe reset, but it's still it's still it's the still same Jojo. thing. It's still there's stands yeah. still, and there's still weird. I'm just like, what if instead of this weird um, sci-fi <laughs> western thing that is apparently kind of not well executed, you made this incredibly well, right? <laughs> but and so and Steel Ball Run is. Amazing. Steel Ball Run uh, is the best arc and, of and if, and if anybody, at least the best complete arc, I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm loving the eighth arc. Which Jojo will, Lion? Which is Jojo Lion? Jojolian. 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 Uh, which is still currently ongoing. Um, it's been going for three or four years, maybe five years now. Do you want to slap a genre um, on that? Uh, I'll slap a genre on it. Well, it's kind of a retelling of Diamond is Unbreakable, so it mm-hmm. is still the small, small town, town mystery. mystery thing. 
And so it is Twin Peaksy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Steel Ball Run. Uh, honestly, I have to say, if you read any JoJo manga first, I say just go straight in and read Steel Ball Run because yep. it's it's after Universe Reset. It's his best arc. To... You don't need. To, you can come to it totally clean because it's literally not dependent. Yeah, on anything it stands that comes alone, and it yeah, stands alone. Oh, and it's absolutely fantastic, and actually is my favorite comic of all time. It's great. It's like, so yeah. good. Yeah, um, and of course, this is. When we say you can read it, it means you can down like yeah. download fan translations. So, yeah. yeah, so right not- now, <laughs> right. Um, as for what's been translated officially into English, parts one and two, you can get these beautiful Jejonium uh, volumes. Um, Three is mostly out in Jejonium, yep. right? And then there, that's all the Jejoniums. Jejonium is only one, two, and three. So I oh, think really? that they're going to do the double size omnibus versions for four. Um, but four was such a popular the anime. There's no, yeah. there's no way they're not going to yeah. do an official. English and eventually, I'm praying, I'm fucking praying <laughs> <laughs> that they're going to turn Vento Oreo, which is part five, into an anime. Because God, I that's my favorite uh, of the main. Yeah, the first, the, the pre reset, yeah, pre reset, yeah. Uh, the JoJo's. We have Jonathan, Joseph, Jotaro, Josuke, Jorno, Jolene, Johnny. And uh, jo- also Josuke. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're all the JoJo's. All their names somehow mean JoJo. Yeah. Like, why do we care? Right. So so then the, yeah. Right. I mean, it is amazing to just watch this single author tell kind of one story for 30 years. And he clearly just does what he wants. And I think that like that, I mean, that's what appeals to me. I think the most about JoJo is like how confident Araki is in his storytelling and how like, like, when you see like this weird gaze, uh, like of like like G A Z E G A Z E as in like female gaze, male gaze, whatever. Like it's this is just like the Iraqi gaze. Like yeah. there's no, it doesn't fit into any category. It's not quite a gay male gaze, right. although it approaches that. Yeah, like, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like it's sometimes it's the gaze of a fashion photographer, right? Or like you know, yeah, like Iraqi. <laughs> clearly just kind of goes along with whatever he's feeling at the time yeah and just something to to get out there right now like one of the reasons that the three of us like jojo so much is it it is super queer yeah it's really super really queer. queer um and like when we'll, we we'll that, get we into mean that. like not queer baity not homoerotic though it is homoerotic but right. that's not but we and mean it's like, not explicit because it's some for of it is. right but but yeah. it's mostly not explicit yeah. because i, I mean so like no graphic kissing. Yeah. right but like yeah it's it's so it's for most of its run it still has to like be appropriate yeah. for middle schoolers yeah in um, a heteronormative society yeah um i think especially if you're new to it a thing to keep in mind is that it's going to feel really camp oh yeah um that's part of what's great for about it. a while uh, like it eventually gets very emotional and like it's very possible to get very invested in the characters, but especially at first, it, I don't know if if you're new to anime or if you're new to this style of anime, which is like very like fist of the North Star and like men punching their feelings into each other's bodies, but not in the sort of Western American sort of masculine way where it's like, well, I am like dominating you and stuff right. it's like they're very like proud warrior like respect type thing but then still with this very strange um lens on the way that like bodies are posed there's so much posing there's a lot of posing <laughs> posing is essential like yeah. and just, posing and fashion 
Yeah. yeah, like it's just Araki uses and like it goes on more and more and more through the series. But it's very evident even from day one that Araki uses fashion photos and especially like women's fashion photography for his pose references and for men for yeah. for the for the male figures right. and, and like literally like you can find yeah. like famous ads from famous fashion brands and compare them to covers of yep. jojo's bizarre adventure and you can be like oh yeah that's the he just he I mean just he referenced that and, yeah. and copied that post. And so it's you know Go look up Josuke sweater. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You get very like sort of muscular men in these positions that you just you I don't see men at all stand in and certainly not like men like who are supposed to be depicted as powerful. And macho. Yeah. Like, like they're still standing in. they're in this weird like kind of in between masculine and feminine like presentation but just very like confidently it's never like like nobody ever gets made fun of for like yeah it's not used as gay coding yeah like not in that like villainized gay right. coding it's it's just like oh they're they're doing a fight and so he's doing his like fight talking and like doing the posing that you do like during like the the sort of like teasing threatening portion or like just like part of the it's just know. how the world works. Yeah, it's in so. That's it all. feels so. It's, it's very refreshing. Yes, yes it feels like, like safe. Yeah, it feels weird in a really great way where you're just sort of like, "What drug did I take?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so until you like adjust to that, it it might feel a little like, "What's going on?" Yeah. We all love JoJo's in our regular lives as well as in our professional lives. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's like I, but I, I like I really like that it it yo-yos back and forth between like very like it's never ironic it's never sarcastic it's always very earnest um but it's always like it maintains like a silliness to it and it is self it is self-aware at times yep and it gets more and more self-aware but it never gets annoyingly so yeah it never gets like it never starts like running laps like and and you really have to respect like iraqi's ability to know when he's finished with something and when he needs to completely like throw the table over or whatever yeah and like just like start yeah. fresh with something like else. and he totally like he can see it he's like like at the end of arc two which at the end of battle tendency he clearly is just like well i think i'm kind of tired of using this particular kind of power i think i'm gonna just change just it just change the rules of yeah. the world and like that and he just does it yeah and then yeah. he's like the, so what if we just retcon this and this yeah. and so therefore this whole new yep. other plot and it's and like oh, okay the end of part <laughs> six he's like Nah, I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. I'm going to just fucking start the world over. I mean, even the beginning of part six, he basically changes the rules of how things work. There's a lot of confidence in the manga that I actually think it's translated into the way that the animators have done with like the colors. Yeah. And like the animation style and stuff that really just makes it a delight to watch, which mm-hmm. I know you talked about like. Um, I don't know if we want to transition into just talking about the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So now that we're talking about well, the also, anime. Real, oh, yeah. But also it's important, like, as you'll you'll see, every single adaptation of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was so obviously made by people who yes. love JoJo's Bizarre right. Adventure. Right. Yeah. That goes for the anime, yeah. that goes for the video games, yep. that goes for the figurines and yep. stuff. Like, it's just very... It's just like every... like. You can tell the amount of love that has gone into adapting this thing. There's so yeah. much love for this series, and it's, it is... It's kind of hard to overstate how popular it is in Japan. Like yeah. most 
like major cities in Japan have multiple JoJo themed fan bars yep. that you can go to to drink JoJo themed drinks and eat JoJo themed food. Oh, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Send us a check. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll open our own right here in Portland. So. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't think it. Would. That'll be a good investment. Yeah. That's yes. great. We'll definitely make money on that. <laughs> so, season one, episode one. Dio the Invader. The beginning of Phantom Blood and JoJo. The roughest beginning to an anime ever. So it's so weird because like we just rewatched this on the Blu-ray and it just, I hate it so much less. Well, so the, if you're watching on Crunchyroll as opposed to on the Blu-ray, you'll notice that the art sucks. The animation sucks. Mm -hmm. uh, The pacing sucks, but I assume the pacing still sucks on the Blu-ray. Pacing's still real rough, but it's just, I... You it's notice weird. it less because the animation's better. It's right. weird because I could actually like watch and follow the narrative and like not get distracted so much by everyone's terrible. What's clothes. wrong with your face? Yeah, like yeah. you're just not constantly being like, "What hideous thing is happening to your thighs?" You know, yeah. like. But yeah, uh, episode one. <laughs> Don't body shame the uh, poorly drawn Joe Star. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's not. It's not. I, no, I'm talking about their pants. I know. Like, what yeah. talking like, about? I'm, I'm saying not body they might them. have a strange <laughs> alien. <laughs> protrusion yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I mean as we like to say here on the podcast Phantom Blood the anime was made with 10 bucks in a dream yes. yeah you know like that's truly it's really it's commendable TBH it's really yeah. funny though because I after seeing random things and hearing random things about Jojo it's very surprising to me still that it, it opens with England 1868 because it's just like Oh, right. It's a sure Victorian England. Well, who doesn't right. like punch things and be a giant muscle man? <laughs> right. Like, you see Downton Abbey it. shit. Or, yeah, like, you know. Well, when I saw people talking about it on Twitter, which is like what made me watch it originally, um, and I started watching when um, the first season of Stardust Crusaders was airing, I think. Um, in like really early 2015. But I was like, oh, like all this weird, you know, I've seen like these weird gifts or whatever. And then I go to watch it. I'm like, England 1868 <laughs> like what the fuck like I had right. no idea that it was going to be like a Victorian period piece like, right and and we've already talked about how this is supernatural elements but there are almost no supernatural elements in the first episode you, you get a little right. bit with the stone mask yeah but, but we just that's get even, hints we get yeah. hints of some kind of Indiana Jonesy thing yeah. going on yeah however I will state uh the Joestar mansion is goth as fuck like like goth or gothic goth Gothic? I don't know. No, I think Well, goth. I just mean, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean that they have, Courtney means goth. They okay, have giant it. gargoyles on yeah. the outside oh, yeah, of the yeah, house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also like... It was like purple wallpaper. Isn't yeah. that how everyone lived in England, <laughs> 1868? Sure. And so we start England, 1868. We come across a, a carriage. It's been overturned. There are people dying. There's, There's this... some blue nail polish happening yeah, already. Yeah. Really fierce. But yeah, that or I assume he's like suffering from extreme oxygen. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or like really like dropped something on each of his nails. George Joe Star is a sucker, um, yeah. and can't can't look at at Dario Brando and be like, "Well, you're obviously evil because this is an anime, and anyone who <laughs> is ugly is evil." But yeah, so Dario tricks George into believing that he oh, his family owes Dario's family a life debt. Because Dario's just there to steal stuff from the car from the carriage wreck, and George is like, "You're here to save me." And he's me. like, "Sure, I am." Here, have this binding letter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, of course, eventually, one day, he's like, he, "He's he, dying. He's dying." 
passes that on to his son, his, Dio. His like, bad seed son. His bad seed son, who's sitting in a wingback chair reading very pre-posed in a way that we will see Dio be posed in for in the future rest arcs. of the way that we see Dio. Yeah. Forever. It's like he does his... He does his iconic pose already in this first episode. Of just like sitting, reading a book. With his back turned to you. <laughs> his back to the like, camera. his legs crossed. All that's missing is the fucking wine. Yeah. Like, that was good. And he, he does the so wine good. later in the episode, too. We're, so we're big Dio fuckers on this podcast. Yeah, yes. We, we don't like Dio guys. Well, the thing is, is the first episode is really about Dio. The like, first the, arc is yeah, about Dio. Yeah, like the whole even, thing is like, Dio's the main character. Araki yeah. has even said, he, he created Jonathan Joestar as a cipher character to yeah. just be sort of like, a blankly chivalrous, honorable person. Like Iraqi has called him boring. Yeah, and yeah. Iraqi's like, and Iraqi has said the you know I I drew I I wrote Phantom Blood to write Dio. Dio right. is the fun character, and like so and it feels that way when you're watching this. Like I kind of was rooting for Jonathan the first time, but every single time I rewatch, I'm just like maybe Dio will pull it off. This time. <laughs> yeah. Dio is. Way Dio is just way more interesting. He is. Yeah. So they didn't have enough animation <laughs> for this show. There was a um, and so they like whenever you you get these what become very iconic still frames, and they they will like freeze and do this really cool like color and texture swap. And they use that to give you like the interiority of a character and like what they're thinking. And you get that for like first Dario Brando and then Dio Brando. Like that's that's you get those characters um, and you get it for Dio a lot in this episode. And so it's like Dio's who you find like you get inside him. And also all this stuff he's thinking is way more interesting than the stuff that Jonathan Jonathan is is just so boring. Like he's just such a I mean, you can tell what Araki was doing. And I mean, he says he was doing it like trying to make a generic hero. who's Like fighting for good. And I mean, I I. And we're we're faking this and reading, you know, doing this in the future. But I I read the manga in for Phantom Blood, and I know that like Jonathan, I think already was more interesting, yeah, in the manga. But I can't remember right now. Like he he has like he's he gets whiny in the manga. He like yeah, he's like right. I just want to die. Yeah, and I can't remember if that's this episode yeah. or not. But so uh uh so we get so Dio's. Dio comes out of the carriage when he arrives to be adopted by the Joe Stars. Yes. And the literally the first thing he does is kick Jonathan's beloved dog and he's like, I'm going to psychologically dominate you. Forever. Forever. Yeah, gonna, like, I'm, I'm gonna break I'm a cuckoo. Yeah. I'm going to steal yeah. your life. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> so Dio, for no reason, has decided to suck all the happiness out of Jonathan. And how is he going to do that? Dio, like, takes all his friends from him by, I love the way that Dio lies to his friends by, like, being better than Jonathan at street fighting. But then also is like, oh, I'll teach you guys this, but don't tell Jonathan. He's a snitch. <laughs> Which I don't like know what he's perfect. Yeah, like what's he a snitch about? We don't know. And the kids just clearly all yep. accept it too. Yeah, they're just like okay. He's like he can't keep a secret, and they're like, oh wow. Really? And now and suddenly he's alone in the world. Yeah, no one's his friend. And I'm anymore. just like God, you, Jonathan. Good. <laughs> Jonathan uh, saves Arena from being beaten up by some some assholes. Uh, yeah, Arena Pendleton. Is, um, no, he saves her girl. doll from no, wait. being beaten. Yes, <laughs> and then he, and then you're like, oh, so is he like a traditional like hero who like gives a shit? No, no, he's yeah. not. He's like, you're just window dressing. You are just a means to an end. Yeah, I don't care about you. 
I'm just doing it because it's the kind of thing a chivalrous yeah. person would do. So I want to be perceived as a gentleman, so I'm going to defend your honor, even though I could not give less of a shit about it. And you. the thing is, it's like he says that, and I'm like, maybe he's the kind of guy who can't keep a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe he right. is a snitch. Maybe he does like, suck. Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. And then Arena... So Arena uh, gets a crush on him, obviously. Yeah, because yeah, that's how... Like, Arena Pendleton, like, a little random girl down the road who, I guess, just has no taste. All we know about her is that she loves grapes. Yeah, because uh, that's what she gives Jonathan. Yeah. Because he's now, once he's isolated, then she's like, now's my chance. Yeah, I can swoop in. Um, Give him the fucking grapes. Yep. Here you go. Here's some grapes with your name on them. So Dio's like, I'm going to use sexual assault as a weapon. Uh, against, and against Jonathan. Against Jonathan. <laughs> He's like, I will. Through this yeah. girl, Arena. He's like, if I kiss Arena, that'll. Sully her. That'll, and make and that'll him break Jonathan. Sad. If my mouth on her mouth, it right. then on his mouth. <laughs> like, it's like. Just, just ask him out. Yeah, just you know. kiss him. Come Don't on. sexually assault women when you just want to ask out the boy. Life lessons from JoJo's Bizarre. I know, explainer. right? Um, but it's like it's like Araki eventually gets better at this math. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but Arena does do a totally badass thing here, where after yeah, he her forcibly, only badass thing. Yeah, after yeah. he sexually assaults her, she just reaches down into a mud puddle and starts drinking. Like washing her mouth out with the mud water just to spite because there's a stream yeah. right next to her, and she's like, Whatever, I'm just gonna use this mud. This, it's is, better better. Than your, God, yeah. this is better than your stupid kiss, uh, and that pisses him off a lot. And I'm like, yeah. Arena, that's that's the coolest thing you will ever do yeah. it's, until you're like 80, right? Um, <laughs> and then she, uh, I don't uh, disappears from the narrative entirely. Yeah, well, can't she can't like be around. Jonathan anymore because now Dio kissed her. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, so she just sequesters sure. herself yeah. forever. Well, now she has to go into like the nunnery of the mind. So Do Jonathan and Dio get into a fight over right. Arena. Really, all you need to know about this fight is that this is the first time you find out. Dio says this out loud. The more you beat him, the tougher he gets. Hell yeah. Uh, which is, that is, John, despite all the mystical powers from the Orient, that is actually Jonathan's superpower yeah. is yeah. that the more you beat him, the he's tougher he gets. He's literally a barely sentient block of wood. Yeah. yeah. he's But yeah. he's like, in that way where it's like you apply force and force comes back he's at you. He's right. basically like a, like a human callus. Yeah. He, uh, he is rubber, you are glue. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's a very, yes. yes. Oh, God. Oh, I hate that that works. But it's so good. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, uh, so that's where that's established. And then Dio kills his beloved dog, Danny. Which means it's time for a regular JoJo's Bizarre Explainer feature. JoJo Dog Death Minute. Yes, Woo! it's the Dog Death Minute. So uh, I'm Darius Kazemi, and I'm here to give you facts about dog death. Uh, dog deaths happen pretty regularly in JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. So if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, maybe it's not the series for you. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty if, constant. If you are a hand or a dog... <laughs> Things don't or a go, hand lover or a dog lover. Yeah, then things don't go well for you yeah. right, on JoJo. But basically, if there's that website, does the dog die? Yes, like, yes. yes. yes the dog yes. dies. Many, many dogs die. Occasionally they don't, and that is a subversion. Yeah, that, that, is, a, <laughs> a trope. that is a conscious yeah. subversion of a trope. So, uh, I'm here with our 60 Seconds of Dog Death Facts. So, 
because Danny was put in an oven and set on fire, uh, I'm going to talk about hot cars and dogs. Uh, and I'm just going to read from a website here. Never leave your pet in a parked car when the outside temperature is above 70 degrees. Not even the window partway down can help. Not even in the shade, not even for a quick errand. Dogs and cats can't sweat like humans, so they pant to lower their body temperature. And if they're inside a car recycling hot air, panting gives no relief and heat stroke can happen very quickly. So not only should you not leave your dog in an oven while it's on, <laughs> but you should not leave your dog in a car above 70 degrees outside because that car can reach oven-like temperatures. Thank you, Darius. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, and then uh, and then we get some spooky stuff around the stone mask twice in yeah. this episode. There's this stone mask that George was carrying with him in the first scene. Uh, and twice, uh, blood hits the stone mask and some weird spice come out of it. And yeah, that's all we looks, know about like the stone mask. It's very it's very creepy, but that's all you yeah. get. That's the only supernatural stuff in this And episode. that's fine because you never have to think about the stone mask ever again. That's right, correct. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, a, it's a red herring. It's fine. Don't yeah, worry and, uh, uh, and... It's the, just a piece of decorative art. You buy it at TJ Maxx Home Goods. That's right. At 10,000 Villages, Courtney. That's Ten, where you oh, get the stone sorry. Mask. Yeah, fair trade. Yeah, fair, fair trade stone mask. Stone mask. Uh, <laughs> made, made ethically by, by pillar people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the episode ends on um how does it end see i don't remember who knows no one, remembers. No one knows. knows you've seen it 10 times i, I have assumed you would yeah know. but like who has the the mental fortitude to pay attention to episode one of phantom blood yeah i remember how it ends it ends with it going seven more years past. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No wonder we all blacked yeah, out. Yeah, it, it just it ends with a title card and then to be continued. Yeah, because it's like, it's it's Dio thinking like, I need to get stronger. I need to- Control my anger better. Control my temper and like make myself cold. And then it zooms in on the stone mask and goes, seven more years went by. And then, and then to, to be, be continued. continued. The pacing is so banana. Yeah, yep. but then- but, to be continued. Right, it's an iconic to be continued. And then it just dumps us into this Aztec imagery with roundabout by yes playing. <laughs> yes. And yes. this is this is where you start to scratch your head and go, what, what the, the hell am I watching? You're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, my friend. Wow. Yeah. And that's where and it's really funny. So in the manga, the whole thing opens with Aztec sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice and like a, a a woman being blood sacrificed on a, a stone by a guy wearing a stone mask. By, yeah, right? by a dude wearing a like a giant rippling muscled naked ish dude. I think there's some ass. Yeah, um, probably because it's a rocky. Speaking, there's ass. Um, oh, there's no. Remember, there's a weird boob shot. I yeah, remember the that. Cheesecake there's the, like the one cheesecake shot. Yeah, that yeah it opens with a cheesecake. Iraqi likes to get like, like one cheesecake shot in a every, season yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to. To just keep to remind, you calm, yeah. You know? Just to keep the shonen's that it, the shonen's uh, level. And believe yeah. me, there are fans who think JoJo's not gay, and, and it's, it's just because like, like, and they'll reference like that. There's like yeah, they'll just be like, but there's a boob in it. Yeah, they'll be like, there was this one upskirt shot in battle tendency. Like, yeah, and it's were, like, yes. were like, yeah, it's like he had Cars's skirt. He had a. Like, <laughs> had a it's, no, but it's literally yeah. like he has a checklist somewhere, and he's like, got to get that one in. Yeah. Like, and it's yep. like, did it, and then he just goes back to drawing men's asses and right. abs, and like and so, yeah, so holding up, the, holding so up the, their loincloth, yeah, so that yeah, you yeah. can see their jump. So, so in, yeah, the, in so the manga, there's more context so, for yeah, Aztec. In the manga, like it literally opens on like you know this whole historical thing, and so it's a little less surprising that you would get 
a closing credit sequence that is nothing but Aztec ruins, Aztec ruins and blood sacrifice and and all this stuff. But if you're completely new to it, then it's just like, oh, welcome here. Yeah, and uh, and and yeah, we get this classic '70s rock from yes, prog, prog rock. rock. Prog rock <laughs> is going to become a very important part of Joe Bazaar yeah, <laughs> adventure you as a whole think series. We're kidding, but no, nope. we're super no, not we're about where we are in the Victorian England prog rock. Shit. Yeah. Bands your dad liked. Bands your dad liked. Yep. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's part of the adventure. (laughs) It's not a very coherent first episode of the anime, so we don't have to have a very coherent first episode of the podcast. So thank you for listening to our incoherence today. Yep. Yeah, welcome. Um, We hope your interest is piqued. uh, Yeah, and I really look forward to going on this journey with us because it's going to be a really good one, even if if you can't tell yet. Yeah, we we know. We're coming to you from the future. That's right. Many, many, many episodes of this show exist, and we can promise you that they're good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Have a good night. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora, Ora, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and OpenSignal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Arena would leave for grapes. 